Former President Donald Trump has been charged with 34 felonies. What does that mean? What exactly is he charged with, and what could the possible penalties be? Royal Oaks, best name in radio, ABC News legal analyst is with us from Los Angeles. Royal, good afternoon. Thanks for being with us. Thank you. They tell me I have a face for radio, so I've always taken that as a compliment. Yeah, well, we we like the name. We don't like that phrase, though, face for radio. No. (laughs) I understand. I understand. Hey, what does this mean? Take us inside. I think a lot of people were thinking, I read this morning, the foreign president could be charged with a felony or two, and it's 34 felonies. Yeah, and we were scratching our heads the last week or so when the news leaked, well, it's 24, and then it's 30, and it turns out it's 34. But there are really two parts to this indictment. First, that uh, Trump allegedly violated the election laws, and secondly, that he falsified business records. So it's really one giant felony, and he's looking at four years behind bars if he's convicted. And essentially, the case boils down to this. The election is about to happen in November 2016, or October, right before it. Trump gets wind that maybe Stormy Daniels will be uh, kicking up a fuss and talking, and that could hurt him in the election, allegedly. So Trump says to his lawyer, his fixer, Michael Cohen, look, you take care of her, you pay her off, and then I'll reimburse you. And that's what Cohen did. He borrowed money, 130 grand, paid her off. In the next year or so, in 2017, every few months, Cohen would send a bill to Trump and say, okay, uh, for legal services rendered, you owe me 35 grand. And it added up to you know, 130 plus what he'd have to pay for taxes and so on. And the DA's theory is this is a falsification of Trump organization business records because the records were a lie. He wasn't getting legal fees, Cohen. He was simply getting reimbursed for having paid Stormy Daniels off. And the kicker is if you do that crime with the intent to commit another crime, for example, an election law that says, hey, if you're going to give yourself 130 grand, you got to tell us the government because that's what the law says. Trump didn't do that. That, in a nutshell, is the case against Donald Trump. Royal, is there any scenario where Donald Trump spends one minute in jail for this, or is that not the sort of penalty that would typically be handed out in this white collar crime? Exactly right. He, he, he typically, it with no record, it's not like he has a Bernie Madoff track record behind him. Uh, and it's nonviolent, he wouldn't see any jail time at all. But you never know. I mean, depending on and this judge, same judge handling this case that handled the one against Trump organization in, in recent months. And, man, he slammed the organization with a million six penalty. Uh, he said to um, Esselberg, the, the CFO of Trump's organization, hey, I promised to give you a five-month sentence if you cooperated. Now that I see everything you did, I, I'm sorry I made that promise. So this is the same guy who's going to be presiding over this case. But, of course, there are political implications uh, that go far beyond whether he does a day in jail. Uh, If you you couple this with the potential of indictments down in Georgia about the election law, down in Florida over the confidential documents he allegedly had at Mar-a-Lago, up to Washington, D.C., D.C., the January 6th insurrection, those are moving parts that could really be a substantially greater risk to Donald Trump's campaign than just the Stormy Daniels incident. What are the next steps in this process? Now, after this headline-making day, what is the legal process? Yeah, the next hearing isn't going to be till December, which is kind of a shock to most of us because, I mean, theoretically, you've got a constitutional right to a speedy trial. Trump could have said, hey, let's get it on. I want a trial in two or three, four months. And the government might say, well, no, we need six months. Okay, we'll have a trial in October. No, apparently both sides probably talked with the judge and agreed that, yeah, we're fine coming back in December. That means the trial, if it actually happens, 
is solidly, squarely into the presidential campaign next year. Now, you ask what's next. Even before that, I wouldn't be surprised if Trump's lawyers roll out motions. First of all, they'll say the statute of limitations was was blown by the D.A., so dump it for that reason. And then there's kind of an inside baseball deal. The D.A. in New York City is part of the state court system, not the federal court system. But it's possible that the real bottom line of this indictment is a federal campaign law violation. You can't give yourself 130 grand without revealing that. And if that's true, Trump might be able to get this tossed out of state court, and the judge might agree with Trump and say, you know what, a state court DA can't do that. That's down the road. We don't know what he's going to argue, but you can bet they're going to fight tooth and nail any way they can between now and December. Royal Oaks is with us on WTMJ. You alluded to those other investigations that are going on, um, multiple criminal investigations, some of them with the allegations being much more serious. What if you're a Trump attorney gives you the most pause? Is it Georgia? Is it something else? What would you be most concerned about? I think it's got to be Georgia. If you look at the January 6th insurrection, as strongly as many people feel that Donald Trump yelled fire in a crowded theater, he incited a riot. He's able to say, read my speech, watch the video. I said, walk to the Capitol peaceably. Maybe I wasn't as quick to go on TV to tell him to stop it as people would have preferred, but I didn't incite riots. So that one may go away. The documents at Mar-a-Lago, as we know from subsequent events, you know, Mike Pence had documents, Joe Biden had documents, not exactly a hanging offense. Georgia is probably the biggest jeopardy because that so-called perfect phone call that was recorded, some people might say, hey, if Donald Trump sincerely believed there was fraud in Georgia, what's wrong with him asking the officials to investigate? And he really hopes they will find those 12,000 votes he needs to win. On the other hand, the other side of the coin is, He knew darn well there was no evidence to support the allegation of fraud, and he was pressuring those people to find those votes for him any which way they could. I think that poses the greatest jeopardy. And 57% of Americans, according to opinion polls, think that somebody under indictment really shouldn't be running for president. If that's true, if he's facing multiple indictments, then that number is probably even higher. And so the mere pendency of these things may cause people to go from Trump fatigue to Trump utter exhaustion. And that could be fatal to his election campaign. Royal Oaks, ABC News legal analyst with us from Los Angeles. The story will continue to follow. Royal, thank you so much. You bet.